it's always something with the two of us. <sighs> Dust. Other things. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's just a- Actually, have you ever noticed? Mm. Um, it's only, I've only noticed in the kitchen. It's not as bad. And, well, I don't know. I've never been in your bathroom. I mean, I've been in your bathroom, <laughs> but I haven't, like, really used your bathroom. Okay. My sink in my bathroom, mm-hmm. um, there's, like, I'm assuming it's mold. Around the faucet. Like, black mold. Yeah. Do you see that, like, yeah. drip down sometimes? I or- have to clean it. Yeah, but I'm like, I see it on like, what is this? Like, I've never like even sledge. had it. It's like a sledge situation. We're Sorry. not dirty, we promise. No, but like, literally, one time I turned it on, I just saw like a couple flakes go off in my water, and I was like, ah. Because after I brush my teeth, I like get a little water, gurgle, spit it out. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the filtration system's like, but we need, we should get a Brita. We probably literally should. We should probably get a Brita. Brita, sponsor us. <laughs> We're dying. I feel like everyone judges. Well, you don't because we both drink tap water. I drink I, so much tap water. I'm like, I just need water. I don't care. Like at this point, like I just need water. Uh-huh. But I feel like everyone judges me. That's why like I literally have like three bottles of water. Just in case someone comes just over. Just in case someone comes over. Because they're always like... Oh, like tap? No, I'll just like die of thirst. Thank you. Oh, I always, I never give people the option. I'm like, do you want water? They're like, sure. And I'm like, okay. And I just give them faucet water. And if they don't like it, they can drink something else. They can (laughs) BYOW. Well, literally, my former friend. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. 100%. She like would refuse tap water. So she literally would usually, I would tell her though, I'd be like, I don't have any water bottles because I'm not lugging up water bottles up three flights of stairs. Yep. Um, and so she would always, like, have to stop at the gas station or literally be stuck with whatever drink she bought with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I'm ridiculous. Like, well, it tastes the exact same. So what if there's a little mold in it? Just building up our <laughs> immune system. It's fine. I'm fine with it because at the end of the day, I'm so thirsty and I'm constantly drinking that I'm like, I like I don't care at this point. I just I'm literally it. drinking water right now. Liquid. Oh my gosh, I've been drinking tons of water. <sighs> so refreshing, that water. Water, sponsor us. Water, yeah. Any of... <sighs> and that's the sip. Have you watched that? <laughs> they do that on their podcast. Oh, do they? <laughs> it's one of the um, the YouTube channels I fall asleep to sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's how they end it, is they're like, because it's called the sip. Uh-huh. And so they're literally at the end, they're like... And that's the sip. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> Apparently, it used Aww. to always be like a joke between them. They're like, one day we're going to have a talk show, and that's how we're going to end it. <sighs> and now it is. Well, you know, Ellen's talk show's ending, so, so the, so the my, job is open. My dream of being on Ellen is... I mean, do you think where she's actually going? It's probably going to be like a David Letterman where he now has like a Netflix special. You know what I mean? Well, she's definitely like the epitome of a boss babe, I feel like. Well, she's not nice Before, to her people. Well, yes. That's the only uh, Well, issue. boss babe in the definition doesn't say anything about being nice to your employees. <laughs> However. However. I just, she is very, like, career focused and yeah. super driven and loves money. So, like, of loves course, she, I, I, like, she's going to have, like, she's going to be the next Oprah. She's going to have, like, her own network and have, like, her, yeah. like, ten I mean, shows she has, like, yeah. that she produces, but she can just sit back and chillax. And just let Ellen. the money roll in. 
Uh, she already has Game of Games. She and has something else. so much other thing. Uh, little big, that's little big. Yeah, no, something with like Steve that? Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see, Ellen. Steve Harvey is like an idol, though. Like he literally Harvey. was homeless. Yeah, I I watched a like a ten minute YouTube video on his life story because I didn't really know anything about it. It is incredible when he goes back and he gets like his street named after him. Have you seen that video? And he just starts no, crying. That's dope. <gasps> Have you seen RuPaul on I Family went, Feud? FYI. No, but I feel like that'd be everything. It was fantastic. Okay, continue. I uh, because I I went to a Family Feud taping here. Yes, you did. And so he, Steve Harvey's great because he just literally talks in between takes, like to the whole audience. That's so. Cool. And where people, he'll like, all right, like who needs advice or like whatever. Uh huh. But funny, but he was talking. <laughs> but he was talking about someone asked something, and of course Steve Harvey he goes off on his tangents like us. We're like Steve Harvey. We're basically Steve Harvey. Basically spitting images. So someone was like telling him though he was like you know I knew I was never like designed to work for somebody else like mm-hmm. that just was never me like he's like I quit like all of my jobs because I just I couldn't work for somebody else like it just didn't work mm-hmm. so I was homeless lived all the streets whatever blah 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 and then he was saying he's like when I finally had enough money the very first thing that I did was I bought land with a lake on it so I knew that I'd always have a place to stay if anything happened and I had a lake with fish in it where I can go fishing and like have food to eat Dang. like that was he's like just needed acreage Wow. That was the first thing he bought. That's a smart idea. It is. Security. Huh. Yeah. What would be the first thing Which you I buy? Which I can totally... I was going to say, I can kind of, like, totally relate because... The first thing you want to buy is a house, right? I mean, well, I need a car. <laughs> so, like, that's where I need to start. But, yeah, once I... If yeah. I have, like, money, I want, like, a Property, house. yeah. I yeah. want to pay for a house in cash. Oh, my God. Dreams. Yes. Yeah, I would uh, love to be like, um, I'll give you 10000 less than what you're asking, but in cash. Yeah. Right here, right now. Yeah. I'll get, I literally can go to my it's vault. It's in nickels. Go to my vault. But it's there. <laughs> and I'll get my cash. And my Blockbuster vault. <laughs> Let me go get it from my 90s capsule. I'll be right back. Right back. You accept Nick Bucks? <laughs> Gaddy Dollars? What about like slime? Do you like Nickelodeon slime? Slime? From it's the prime time. Prime it's time. Like it's prime time. OG slime. slime. It's worth a million dollars. It's dust now. Ooh. <laughs> well, actually, like crumble. crumble. Yeah. So. Interesting. What would be the first thing you'd buy? Slime? <sighs> Probably land, yeah. too. Yeah. Honestly. I, mean, I would. the most sense. Yeah. I mean, I would love to buy. Like, just a house. No, I don't like Lamborghinis. I think they're silly looking. the most, like, outrageous thing. Can you see me rolling up in a Lamborghini? No, I really can't. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. I feel like... But I feel like so many people are like this. For a Lamborghini, I feel like you got to be, like, a crazy driver, which you're not at all. No. I'm, like, such a grandma (laughs) behind the wheel. I'll probably end up getting, like, a Subaru or something. But honestly, like like, if I had big money, I think also just because security blanket i'm like i want like a car that i know if i do become broke again mm-hmm. i can afford to fix uh, honda yeah toyota, toyota. Yeah. yeah like for sure mm-hmm. my next car is still gonna be a toyota regardless of how much money i have yeah because i know it'll last for another 20 years yep and i can repair it for yep. reasonable amounts yep yep yep, yep. now now if, if i get to the level where i have five or six cars then yeah i'm gonna have some toys Okay. Definitely would want a G-Wagon. I feel like a ton of like people hate a on that car, but baller. I'm like, 
I just like Mercedes to me. I know they're not like high, high luxury. Yeah. But like to me, like I love Mercedes. I think they look very nice. They're chic as hell. So. I mean, I want to, I mean, I want to, um, I've always loved Range Rover Evokes. Oh. I've always okay. loved those. Range Rovers are very nice. Audis are nice too. Yeah. Audis are super. We're now a car <laughs> podcast. Anyways. Yeah, right. But so, like high, high end. Yeah. Lamborghini. They're pretty. I would almost just want a Lamborghini. If I was like to the level that like I just had money coming uh-huh. out of my ass. Yeah. I would almost just want a Lamborghini. Just to Just to one. like roll up and have guys be like, oh, dang, like that woman is driving a Lamborghini. And be like, yes, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at my car and me. Yeah, I Hello. know you're jealous. Hello. Well, How is Too bad, your- so sad. Nissan Ultima. Mm. <laughs> no hate on Nissan. No, 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 no. I just I'm don't the last know cars. To talk trash about cars. I, my yeah. Honda is a literal grandpa car. Your my like grandpas drive my car. I've never seen a young person drive my car. <laughs> never. I think the cars that are more round, they do remind me of older people but I yeah. think it's because my grandparents like drove around in like Buicks or like yeah my grandparents have a Buick <sighs> forget like the other kind but yeah they were always more like just rounded mm-hmm. everywhere yeah I think maybe it's the roundness I don't think it's Honda no it's not Honda it's definitely it's, just... it's my car <laughs> what what is your car's like name yeah Walter mm. but it's a Honda Accord also an old man's name yeah because it's an old man's car okay his name's Walter okay. Cunningham Gotcha, gotcha. I guess her name could be Walter Cunningham. Could be whatever you want. My old old car, her name was Giselle. Mm, That sounds sassy. She was sassy. That sounds like like a fancy... I mean, her wheels just like popped off one day while we were driving. She's real sassy. Oh, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you were like, I was literally driving and my car just like bent. Yep. The wheel just... just That's cool. I was like, love when that happens. Ah, I was on my way to thrift too. I was on my way to save money, and it cost Were me like a thousand dollars. That was a sign that you shouldn't go thrifting that day. <laughs> yes, yeah, spend a thousand dollars somewhere else. Uh, oh well. Anyway, anywho, so welcome geez. everyone <laughs> to our the last ten minutes. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, welcome to podcast called Are You Serial Tangent? You, Kelsey, ooh, ooh, I am. Ooh. Go on. Yeah. Whoop. Do you want me to do it? I just what? did it. Oh. Did you not hear me? You say this is... You podcast, said yes. Us. Oh. Tangent. Multiples. Kelsey <laughs> and Savannah. Are You Serial? Got it. Welcome, everyone, to Are You Serial? The podcast where two new BFFs invite you into their living room for a weekly catch-up, which might lead you to ask the question, Are you serial? Every day, 24-7, 365 days a year. What are you talking about? Am I serial? Oh, you're serial yes. every day. Oh, okay. Or a day. 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 Okay. Speaking of cars... <laughs> off your little No, because I totally forgot this happened today. I'm on 400. Yeah. Ugh. So sorry. Well, yeah. That is a tragedy in and of itself. Uh-huh. But I look in my rearview mirror and I notice there's a Rolls Royce behind me. And I'm like... I've never seen one of those out in public. The only... I know one person that owns a Rolls Royce in Roswell. I don't know. 
His name begins with a T and ends with a pain. And so I'm driving and I'm like, He lives in Roswell? That has to be him. Has to be. T-Pain lives in Roswell? Maybe, maybe not. He lives in North Georgia. Not like North Georgia. North Atlanta? He would be in that area is all I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I only know that because I've met him. It's five o'clock in the morning. Uh-oh. Conversations are boring. <gasps> Let me buy you a drink. Ooh, Show me what you think that that. <laughs> Open up <Anyway>. the car. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I was also gonna say I feel like Rolls Royces are. I don't think they're pretty or cute, like at all. They look like a funeral car to me. A hearse. Thank you. Yeah. That word. But, I mean, I know on the inside, they're, like, full luxury. Yeah. They are like a tank. I was telling you, I think, you and Kelsey. Maybe it was Sherelle. I don't know. It's been a week. It's okay. Uh, I saw a Rolls Royce after it had, like, flipped multiple times, and they are like a tank. Like, it is, like, a nice security car. Yeah. Rolls Royce sponsor us. I. Uh, but I'm I'm just not not attracted to them. I'm not at all. No. I know it's, like, a statement piece. To let everybody know. But uh, I'm more like, let me blend in. I was going to say, you can make a statement with a nice Toyota, solid Subaru, hefty Honda. I kind of like people to not, if, I I don't guys, like I'm broke, nothing's happening. But like, (laughs) I would like to not be flashy, I think. I think I like to have my moments, don't get me wrong. But I'd also think I would like to know. Who's calling? Does she not know? It's on the calendar. I know I should share my Google Cal with her. Oh. Wow, that's like serious stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. How did you not tell her what you were doing? I told her I was recording tonight. Uh, she was building shelves and stuff. My girlfriend's calling currently, FYI. It's like she doesn't know we have a job to do. Wow. It's so t- rude. So rude. You tell her I'm mad at her. She listens. She'll know. Oh, I'm She'll mad. <laughs> Kelsey, listen. Kelsey is mad. Kelsey, this is Kelsey. <laughs> and I'm upset. <laughs> I'm blocking you. Kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was your week so far? <laughs> We're recording this a little bit early, but how was your week so far? Oh, my long, 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 long week. Yes, beyond. Oh. To be fair, it does feel like a Friday, just like with the bit. amount that I've had to do this week. So. A little, little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Um. It was a very sad week. I already told you. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's been, like, a little, a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, had a great conversation. Yeah. Um, with Kelsey the other night. Mm-hmm. Can't really go into details. But, we went I don't to, know. We went to our place, our Mexican place. We got some marks. Margaritas. They were great. We were all feeling I a little. I felt buzzed. I was talking a lot. I was talking a lot. You are. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I don't know if you guys realize this. There was a cop sitting. I guess Behind he us. must eat dinner there, like, every we, shift. We saw him at Cinco de Mayo. And, like, and he must be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to invite him to our table next time, just so you guys are aware. Why? Because I know Kelsey's listening. I'm. He seems, like, interested. So this is what happened. I'm, okay. I was talking to you and Kelsey, and I don't uh-huh. even know what I was ranting about, because somebody stopped me while I'm talking. Um, but he was like... One of you two. I was talking a lot. Who's calling you? These bitches. <laughs> we are recording. 
Uh. Now, now my best friend Sherelle's calling. <laughs> like she doesn't. Okay. Anyways. <sighs> I was ranting about something and you guys weren't shutting me up. So I just kept on talking like you cared. Mm-hmm. We always There's care. There's a con- <laughs> Oh, that's that's sweet. You don't yep. have to lie, though. It's okay. There's a cop that was, like, <laughs> ad- adjacent to us, and I could see his face, but your all's back was to him. Mm-hmm. And I was ranting about something, and he literally just, like, looked at me and just, like, starts laughing. <laughs> and he just, like, kept laughing. Like, the more I was talking, I could tell that he was he was listening to everything I was saying, and he yeah. just kept kind of, like, chuckling, but, like, smiling. Like, he was enjoying our conversation. Oh, no. So I want to be like, dude, just... Pull up a chair, man. Pull up a chair. Was he drinking out of a styrofoam cup? He was not. He had a Coke. Okay. He must be on duty. Oh, for sure. Okay. I don't he, know. Well, he has a wedding ring, so he's married, and he's in his uniform. So I would think if you're not on shift... You don't know what's going on in his life. I don't think he would come to the local hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant. Okay, but like... And just chill there for, like, an hour. It's not like he comes and, like, gets his food real quick and then, like, all right, I'm going home. I think he's on duty, but he can, like... Because then he just sat in his car till after we left. Maybe he's watching us. Because we're that interesting. (laughs) We are. That would be exhilarating to be, like, there is a cop that is following us every day. The title of this episode, (laughs) we're being followed by a cop. Not clickbait. (laughs) Anyone know what our Wi-Fi name is? FBI van. But if you... F- yeah. So. There's that on the that. FBI is following us. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> if you're listening, cop or FBI agent. Or FBI agent. Welcome. Hi. Hope you're um, enjoying. Please come to our um, our table next time. Yeah. Split our queso. Yeah. You can chit-chat about your day. Chit-chat, patty Maybe whack, you need give to a dog vent, a bowl. vent about some things, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we saw our guy Tony yesterday. Tony and Jasmine. Yeah, I can't, I don't know how to say Jasmine in a, in a... Mafia accent. Yeah. <laughs> a Jasmine. Jasmine. A Jasmine. I think the men kind of has to, like, fall. Yeah. Like Jasmine. 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 <laughs> oh, maybe it is with a Y. That could add Jasmine. some fun. Jasmine. <laughs> Sounds like you have a list. It's like you're passing. <laughs> Tony's just so nice. Hey, Tony. 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 Got a big Tony. <laughs> oh, I'm going to your Tony here. Tony. He's like, hola. I could see him come and be like, what is your problem? Right. <laughs> but um, how's your long, long week been, Savannah? My long, long week has been long. <laughs> um, You know, work is really, really How long? Some... Three days. <laughs> <laughs> hoping for an absurd answer, not oh, a logical Three one. days cool. is pretty long, though, for the, what I've had. Short for what I've had to deal with. Hey, took I'm, Jesus three days to rise. I, those had to be long days. You don't watch Shit's Creek, do you? I do, but I haven't completed the series. Okay, do you remember when David ran away at the David? end? David? Yeah. Do you remember when he ran away and he went to the Amish farm? <gasps> yes! And they're... <laughs> And they're like, uh, they were I, so excited to get him off. It was so funny. Land. Well, because there was like a there was a TikTok, and it has like the 
David, we're here. He's like, three days later. <laughs> Nobody knew where you were. And, he, and there was someone who was like, like talking Jesus. Talking. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. I was like, this is fantastic. They're like, happy Easter. It's like, three days later. And then it was like, David. I texted Alexis, and Alexis was Mary Magdalene. She's like, sorry for not responding to like one text, David. Right. <laughs> so funny. Ah! She's like, oh. Well, anyway. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that show. Anyway, uh, my week's been fine. I mean, it's been stressful, but Kelsey and I are going okay. to just work stuff. It's just oh, a lot again. going on. Uh, so much is happening. Okay. It's just a lot that's happening. Um, Can you have a talk with your bosses? Like, are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. There's just... We can talk off mic. <laughs> no, it's cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're, what are you all doing? We're going to a cabin in North Carolina this weekend. <gasps> Don't get murdered. All right, we'll try. I'll bring my pepper uh, spray. You'll try? I mean, there's nothing else. Like, I mean, if someone's going to murder us, they're going to murder us. But try not to get murdered. We're going to Highland, North Carolina. It's a really cute little town. That's what they all need. It's cute. Bardstown is a cute little town. Look I know. What I know. Don't trust the little <sighs> towns. Well, I mean, we probably won't leave our Airbnb, to be honest with you, because it's really cute. And that's it has, like, cute. a fire pit and, like, a really cool, like, view of the mountains. So That's really cool. And we're not going to have our phones on either. <laughs> I love that. So, but, you know, well, Kelsey will have hers because she's the DJ because she's, like, the best DJ I've ever met. She has really good taste in music. Oh, okay. So, but, yeah, we're taking the dogs. We're going. We're unplugging for a couple of days, and I'm very excited. That's awesome. But, yeah. So, hopefully it's fun. Mm-hmm. Hopefully... I mean, we're going to schedule this, so I could be speaking from the grave if I get oh murdered. My oh, my. What an episode, though. I know, right? Our views would <laughs> How fun uh, would that be? That would be not not fun. Yeah, well. Not fun. <sighs> but, yeah. Other than that, it's been fine. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. I will say I apologize in advance for what I'm today tonight. It's just very sad. Yeah. I put that so on the thanks. Google Cal and I'm sorry, but like she I did. wanted to warn I've already you. had a sad week and then she's like, I'm gonna talk about something real sad. Yeah. So Great. you would be so proud of me though. What? Tell me. My ADD today. It is okay. <laughs> it is like nine PM. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Nine fifteen. Anywho, uh I started watching New Girl from the beginning. Because oh I I've, I've seen like sporadic episodes like while you're watching it, yeah, I'm like I'm actually gonna start ep- season one, episode one, like you did with so friends. I've, I've started, yeah, yay! Yeah. Oh my it's god, so freaking hilarious! It's hilarious. It's so funny. A lot of people can um, <clears throat> compare Kelsey to Schmidt. Fun fact, in a way, <laughs> I could kind, I could, I could kind of <laughs> see maybe that wouldn't be my first like go to though. Yeah, but like um, out of the characters. <clears throat> They're, like, the douchebag jar is, like, it's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it. And then I also loved, like, the episode, I forget entirely what it was about, but when, um, oh, Nick is dating some girl, the lawyer. Oh, yes. And, like, no one likes her. And, yes. like, low-key doesn't like Jess. But, like, they yes. just had that little interaction, and Jess is like, your girlfriend hates me. And he's like, what did she do? She said she's not a dessert person. Mm-hmm. And, like, guys being like, Okay. okay, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The way she said it, and then it like pans to like Jess talking to her other girlfriends. She's like, what did she say? Oh my god, that bitch! <laughs> like, why would she? <laughs> I'm like, that's so true though. Like the way yeah. girls like let you know they don't like you uh-huh. is in the most like subtle ways mm-hmm. that guys will never understand. Nope. 
But anyways, I'm having some good laughs. Good. <laughs> Have you gotten to the episode? Because it's when he, Nick is dating the lawyer where they where Nick uses Schmidt's towel. Yes, I, I just watched that one. Yeah, because he's complaining about the damp towel and at the very end. He's like, dude, I've never used that other towel in my whole life. This towel's so soft. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that show's gold. I'm Great. so happy for you. Yeah, that's really good. Ah, I'm loving it. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> so maybe I'll fall asleep to this after you talk about your sad, sad little story. It's very sad. It's not as much, I mean, it's scary, but it's like super sad, but it's also kind of uplifting. What made you go, I'm going to pick a sad story this week? Oh God, I'm so happy you asked. Oh. So this comes out Monday, which is Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day today, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. But the day after Memorial Day is June 1st, and June is notorious for being Pride Month. Mm -hmm. So um, I have decided that all of my topics for the month of June are going to be in, like, the LGBT atmosphere. Okay. Um, And the most notorious, not I guess not notorious, I guess notorious is the proper word, like, anti- um, gay hate crime Mm -hmm. is the murder of Matthew Shepard. Have you heard of him at all? I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. So that's what I'm talking about today. Great. And it's like, I watched a documentary a couple years ago and it just like, man, oh man, Hmm. it's real sad. I saw the documentary just came out. Is it FX? The Pride one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a little bit of the first episode. It looks really good. It's like a six-parter. Okay. Yeah. It's, it looks good. Yeah. It looks very, like, historical, too. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like, mapping it it's out. It's, like, one... I think it's, each episode is, like, a different decade starting in the 60s. That's cool. Maybe. I like, broke my heart. The one woman was, like, I came out, and they took my kids away from me. I'm, like, what... Do they think you're, like, mentally unstable? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Talk about it. I will. Well, I mean, I am going to talk about it. We have a whole month to talk about it. We're going to talk about Stonewall. We're going to talk about mm. a lot of different stuff, y'all. Okay. But tonight okay. we're talking about Matt Shepard. So are you ready to get this pot, stop, crackle, get this podcast pop and I screwed that up. That's I'm okay. So we're going to roll. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Like we meant to do it. All right. Well, um, so, um, Matt Shepard, he was born December 1st, 1976 in Casper, Wyoming. Ooh. He, um, his parents, beautiful, amazing people. He mm-hmm. had a brother, his little brother named Logan, mm-hmm. um, who was his total opposite. Matt was uh, known for being kind of like a smaller guy. He was five foot three, like a hundred pounds. Like, Great height. I know. I'm not true. that skinny though. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, um, I think it would be worrisome if you were that skinny. Honestly. I, I would I, I don't probably know. be starving myself. Yeah, that would not be good. Good for you, Matt, though. Like, I'm just not there. Yeah. My booty's too <laughs> just big. not there. <laughs> um, but the two of them got along super, super well. Like, Matt was super outgoing, loved people. Logan just wasn't. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he had a really, really good childhood. Um, oh, and FYI, I got a lot of this information from – he has a – he has a foundation, and they have a lot of his story oh. on that website. And then I also watched the documentary again because obviously. Okay. Where's um, the documentary at? It's on Tubi. Okay. You can watch it free on Tubi, which is okay. on Amazon Prime. I think you can like connect it through there, which is where I watched it. Oh, okay. But it's called Matt Shepard is a friend of mine, and it was 
done by one of his friends that he met at school when he went to boarding school, which I will get into. Okay. But it's just, it's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, when he was a kid, he had a really happy childhood. Like he just loved to make people happy. He was just a very like outgoing, lively kid. Um, he had a stuffed bunny named Oscar that his dad said just appeared one day and he just took it everywhere with him. He was like his little best friend. And I was like, I totally relate to that. I feel like everyone had like a security Heck something. Yeah. Mine was a life-size Barbie doll, as we all remember. Yes. Um, but a I know a lot of pictures. <laughs> Those? I told you. I was really like, oh, that is a little creepy. <laughs> I know. Eek. Um, and a teddy bear. Yeah. Bear bear. Bear bear. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Um, but yeah, so he had a little stuffed bunny named Oscar. He also just loved to make uh, his neighbors happy. Uh, his mom said in the documentary that he would leave little po- write poems and leave them in his neighbor's mailbox when he was like five That's or so something. Cute. But then his grandpa was a postman said that it's illegal to leave letters in mailboxes without a stamp. Oh. And so Matt was like, oh, gosh, I can't do that. So he started to find pretty rocks around the neighborhood and put rocks Aww. in people's mailboxes. <laughs> and everyone knew, like, if you had a rock in your mailbox, it was from, it was Matt, from yeah. Matt. And it was, like, okay. not anything bad. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, just, like, a solid childhood. His mom actually said that. Um, when he was eight years old, that's kind of when she started to question if he was gay. Um, because his favorite Halloween costume that he wore many, many times was Dolly Parton. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. Woo! Um, and she said that he wouldn't wait until Halloween to put, he would just, like, always wear Dolly Parton. Did he have, like, like, the big wig? There weren't any pictures. Uh, I wish there were. Okay. But this documentary was amazing. Just, like, the home movies they have. There's a very famous photo of Matt, um, which I'll post on our Instagram. I'll pull it up for you real fast. Okay. From when he, um, I was, like, after he died, it was, like, posted in all the newspapers and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has, like, this white and blue checkered or um yeah i guess it's like white and blue checkered shirt mm-hmm. this one oh okay um but there's a picture or there's a video a home video of him opening that shirt like in the documentary oh, it's just like eerie. it's wild okay um but uh when he he always went to like public high schools and all of that mm-hmm. um and his guidance counselor in high school his name was walt bolden who we find out through the documentary that he's gay. He was married and had two kids, and it, he, oh. like, discovered that he was gay, and he had to, like, obviously tell everybody, and he was terrified that he was going to lose. He's, like, a he's a cool dude, and obviously yeah. an amazing person for Matt to um, kind of be counseled by, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he was, a, he was the first person that Matt actually came out to, and okay. Bolden asked him one day, like, what it would actually mean to Matt, like, okay, like, what what, what what would it mean to you if you were gay? And mm-hmm. Matt was so scared because he was like, oh, my family would hate me. They would reject me, which I feel like a lot of people, especially, like, at this time, it was, like, what, the late, it was, like, the 80s, nine, like, late 70s, early 80s. Like, okay, being gay was still technically not legal. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's just, I think a lot of people kind of, especially, especially young people, that, in Wyoming. I was going to say, I feel like Wyoming, too, like, Meek. they're already, like, behind. Yeah. Things. Like, they're not, like, in a progressive state. Yeah. Or, like, city, even. Yeah. It's just very conservative over there and just, like, thoughts and socially and, um, con- like, just everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
when he was finishing up 10th grade, his dad got a job with an oil company um, called, what is it called? It is called Saudi Armco, Amco, Armco, something like that. Anyway, okay. so he had to move his whole family to Saudi Arabia when Matt was just finishing up 10th grade of high school. Oh. Which, I mean, if I were in that position, I feel like I would be so mad. Like, I would be excited, but I would be mad because I'm, like, in the middle of that high school. such a big move. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia, like, culturally, like, that's... Yeah. I remember there was one... I don't remember if I was, like, 8th grade or a freshman, and my dad was, like... There was, like, it was a very, 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 very slim possibility, to my knowledge, that he could possibly move to, like, Germany or Switzerland at the time. And I remember being, like, very conflicted because I was like, well, that kind of sounds awesome. But at the same time, like, I want to go to high school here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I can't, that's, oh, and it's right in the middle of Mm -hmm. high school. That's hard. And it's already, like, Matt had a great attitude about it like he was so excited to go he really loved traveling and wanted to see the world so he was like super down well, for he it. is kind of like a people person right yeah yeah um but like i i kind of say i'm like I don't know. just being like the stupid kid that i was i'd be like but my friends are here oh, i'm such like an introvert mm. like awkward yeah yeah mm. um but fun fact about saudi arabia once you like finish middle school mm-hmm. you don't there's no like high school you go to like boarding school or something so when Matt oh. when they moved there there wasn't a high school like an American high school in Saudi Arabia for him to go to oh. so he went to a, a boarding school in Switzerland oh. um interesting like the American school of Switzerland or something like that hmm. um okay. which is where he like met a lot of his really really good friends he actually met the girl who made the film or the documentary there okay. um but he was just like a guy that was such a chameleon like he could be in every single friend group and like command the room and he loved theater nice so yeah he was also kind of like an introverted extrovert if that makes sense it does so um he was super quiet and you could tell like he wasn't fully opening up to everybody but like when he got on the stage it was like a totally different thing um but there was when you were at the boarding school, the school set up little, like, weekend excursions, kind of like when you traveled abroad, Aww. you went to, like, different countries every weekend. Yeah. They kind of did the simil- same thing with this boarding school, but they would set up different trips and you could just, like, go on them. Okay. But a group of them really, really wanted to go to Morocco. Yes. One weekend, um, but they had to get permission because that wasn't, like, an approved trip that they had already planned. And a lot of people were very hesitant to let a group of Americans go to Morocco by themselves just because they would stick out and, you know, Morocco is kind of notorious for being a little bit on the dangerous side. Can I tell you, because I've been to Morocco. Have you? I have. Can you attest to this? Um, I will tell you out of every place that I've ever traveled, that is the place that I... Because... I feel like, and when you're, like, a female and you're in, like, you're young, they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, don't go anywhere alone. But I was like, whatever. I did travel mostly on my own. Morocco was not one of them, nor would I ever want to or tell anyone to. Like, we were always, I went with, like, a small group of people, and it was, like, a study abroad, like, organized trip. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I went with them, and we were always at least had two bodyguards with us that always had guns with them. And it was so weird, because Morocco's one of those places, too, like, they would kind of give us free time, but they'd be, like, stay within these perimeters, and then, like, the bodyguards would kind of be doing, like, loops, like, kind of always, like, kind of checking on us. 
And because the way that you buy things in Morocco, you have to barter. So everything is like a back and forth with like people. And it was just when we would be walking in the streets, like guys would walk out of their house and like literally kind of stand by the door. And like just it was just I felt uneasy like the whole time because you do stick. Americans stick out wherever you go. Yeah. uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. 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 And then B. Yeah. Like the men in Morocco were, like, always watching us. And so I was in, like, the bodyguards. There would always be one in the very back of us that, like, would make sure all of us pass. I just, like, yeah. Yeah. One place where I felt very uneasy the whole time. So that makes, yeah, that makes you and this group of people that went to Morocco one and the same. Feel the same? Yeah. Um, So one night, the group had gone to bed, but apparently Matt... Um, decided that he wanted to kind of just go and kind of clear his head a little bit and just kind of take a little stroll okay. at night okay. by himself. I would, I would um, and his friends awoke at 2 a.m. with a knock on the door and, like, a guttural scream outside of their door. Okay. Um, and they opened it, and Matt was standing there with no shoes or no shirt and just screaming. Um, and his friends obviously, like, brought him in, hold, like, held him. He was crying. He was just, yeah. like, and then he said that when he he was out walking um, and he was pulled into an alley with six different guys who robbed him, beat him, and raped him. And oh they, he didn't report it or anything like that from what I was able to tell. He could have, but they just didn't say it in the documentary or on the, his website or anything. Okay. Um, but they did say that this attack, like, really changed him as a person um and they said that a lot of things that happened in the future Mm -hmm. maybe wouldn't have happened if this didn't happen to him in morocco okay because like to be think to like i mean honestly like you're he's he was a closeted gay man Mm -hmm. he had come out to maybe one for sure who knows however many right he was raped by these men in a foreign country like it's just like and that, then his yeah, mom said, "Yeah, terrifying." And it's like this thing that he thought that he he liked, like it like went against him and hurt him, like all this other stuff. Like it was just yeah. it just destroyed him on the inside. I everyone could really tell. Um, his mom even has said that he like quit theater, um, that he like just completely like closed in was a, to, like a shell of who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, he said she said that he said that he felt unsafe in large crowds and his like posture changed he used to talk walk so tall and like was so bright and like outgoing and fun and energetic and now he was just like just quiet and he was like yeah, hunched that's over traumatizing. yeah um but you know moving on to just he decided that he just like went he's like stopped school or he took a little bit of a break went back to Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia um spent time with his family came back graduated Mm -hmm. um but then when he wanted to go to college he actually went back to the states which is kind of around the same time where he decided that he wanted to tell his parents or come out to his parents which Mm -hmm. I loved their reactions so I wrote them down okay Um, but he told his mom he was like mom I'm gay and she goes okay what took you so long to tell me (laughs) because she's known obviously since he was like eight did Um, it say like what he was doing at eight that she was like Dolly Parton oh okay that that, that was just like a very she was like I don't know if that's stereotypical of me but like it just didn't seem because also they're in Wyoming and right, like not, right. not none of the other little boys are running around dressing like Dolly Parton. Right. So she's true. like something's different. <laughs> um, and then when he told 
And then he asked his mom to not tell his dad mm-hmm. um, that he wanted to tell her, tell him, but yeah. she was afraid that he was going to say something out of just, like, ignorance and just, like, not being educated on the fact. Yeah. So she kind of told the dad, and then like, the dad kind of was able... to react. Yeah. yeah, he was able to kind of, like, process it, and then when Matt told him, he was like... Matt came to him and was like, Dad, can I talk to you? I have something serious I need to talk to you about. And he was like, yeah. all right. He goes, Dad, I'm gay. And Dad goes... Okay, so what's the important thing you had to talk to me about? I have stuff to do. <laughs> and then I was just like, uh, That's cute. Okay. And That's then, really d- sweet. Yeah. And then, like, it, he went on later to say, You know, Matt's my son. He will always be my son. And that's what's important to me. I don't really care about anything else. And I was like, <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so nice. I love that. Um, so he went to, and I'm going to butcher this, but my one of my, re- my best friends, Katie, went to this college, Catawaba. Oh. It's in North Carolina. Catawaba? C-A-T-A-W-A-B-A? Catawaba? Sure. Catawaba? Sure. Cool. College. Catawaba <clears throat> <laughs> College? Catawaba College. I feel like I'm saying that wrong, and I'm going to get a text message from her being like, you said this wrong, but that's okay. Leave a comment. <clears throat> yeah. Give us a five-star on Google review. And then review. give us or, how the phonetic spelling. iTunes, not Google. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes podcast. iTunes podcast review. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he went there for about a year, but never really got settled, like was just never, he just wasn't, it, he wasn't himself there. Okay. Um, so he decided to move back out West. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived in Denver for a year, um, before he going back to school and he, a lot of people mentioned that this was kind of his time where he, cause he was coming out to people. So this was kind of his time to find out who he is as a gay man. Like, what does that mean yeah. for him? That type of thing. Like openly explore that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Denver's a great city, but, you know, he went, he was going through a lot mentally, so he went through many bouts of depression while he was in Denver, um, and it would take him to some really dark places that would leave him, like, disappearing for a couple of days, and his mm-hmm. friends would come to his apartment, and there'd be, like, moldy food all over the place, like, that type of Aww. thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was, like I said, he was just trying to find himself. He actually went to a church that was across the street from his apartment, um, and to try to just figure things out, mm-hmm. uh, he was great, raised in like a Christian family. So he was raised in that idea. So he went to the church and while he was there, unfortunately there was a lady there who was just terrible to him, telling him that he was going to go to hell if he doesn't change his oh, ways. My God. Just that bullshit again. Um, <clears throat> so obviously not what he needed to hear no, or what he no. wanted to hear. Mm-mm. Um, <clears throat> but so he and he met a really good friend. Her name was Romaine and she was a roommate for a little while in Denver. She's I just liked her. I thought she was cool and I liked her name because Romaine's one of my favorite lettuces. I was going to say like Romaine, like the lettuce mm-hmm. spelled the same. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I like okay. arugula. Does she, does she have a sister named arugula? Mm, no. Mm. Sorry. Maybe bib. Bib. Bib lettuce. What's bib lettuce? It's like uh, it's more green. And it's like a big, it's like a leaf. Is that what lettuce wraps come in? No. Oh. No. Is it like butter lettuce? Uh, A little bit. uh, It's more like, uh, almost like a spinach Hmm. like type of leaf, but it's big. Hmm. Interesting. Just trying to think of different lettuces. Uh, Iceberg. Ooh, that'd be a cool name. (laughs) Meet my daughter, Iceberg, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, cool. I'll name my daughter arugula. 
you name your daughter Iceberg. Okay. <laughs> and then um, they'll get into a band called... Oh. Salad. <laughs> Let us rock you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Our legacy lives. <laughs> Whew, thank God. Our lettuce lives. Citrus lives on through lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. Um, when he was 20, he started back at school and he moved back um, to Laramie, Wyoming, which is about a couple hours outside of Casper, which is where he was born and where he was from. Okay. Um, he went to the University of Wyoming in Laramie, um, which is where his parents went and where he, they wanted him to go, which... He was, like, this guy who, like, traveled the world. Like, he wasn't a small-town dude, but he, like, went back to his small town. And so everyone was like, this is the place where he needs to be. Like, he needs to be around people who know him. Um, But he was now a gay man, trying to figure out what that means. And him going back to a very small conservative town worried a couple of people. But for the most sure. part, everyone was like, you know, Wyoming's your home, home state. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he wasn't alone in Laramie, though. He had his godfather there and his high school guidance counselor, the first guy that he oh, came out cool. to. So he lived there. But his okay. parents were still living in Saudi Arabia because his oh. dad still had that job. So they okay. weren't there with him. And his uh, brother was out there with his parents as well. Okay. But there was a small gay scene in Laramie. Um, and he was definitely a part of it. Um, and things were going really, really good for Matt. Like, he found his little group. He was finding himself. He was happy there. Um, many of his peers said that he was the best, in his best shape mentally that he's been in in quite some time. And that they were really starting to see the old Matt again. Which was super duper sweet. And, like, I love hearing that because... Up until recently, you know, I've always, I've told a few people, you know, I'm not straight. And now the fact that I'm dating a girl, I feel like 100% like open to be like who I am. And it's like such a liberating feeling to not give a shit. And like, I love it. It's amazing. And I'm dating this amazing person who like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And the fact that like some people don't, it's just, it breaks my heart because like some people don't have that luxury because they live in certain, like, I think, I think taking, living in Atlanta, I take it for granted a lot because it's a very just, like, open city. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it's a big city. And I just feel like, uh, I don't know, like, being in, like, a small conservative town, I don't know. It'd be tough. It'd be really hard. I, can, I will very much say I can 100% agree what? with everything that you've said because I feel like you are, like, the happiest I've ever seen you. Yeah. And you're, like, the most, like, confident and, like, free, like, I don't know. You're, like, a different person, and I love it. It's amazing, and it's just so... Because you can just tell, like, you're just, like, genuinely, like, enjoying life. Yeah. Like, I know, it's like... You don't, and, like, that's a beautiful that's thing. That's such an amazing thing. And so I feel like that's kind of where Matt was starting to be in mm-hmm. this moment. Like, he, you, in the documentary, it does a great job of interviewing, like, his peers in, at the college and talking about, like, how, you know, he was just, like... You just popped in one day. It was just like, I'm here. I'm gay. I want to have friends. And he just joined this yeah. scene, and it was amazing. Um, and then his guidance counselor said that, like, a couple weeks before his murder, he actually told 
Um, Matt told the guidance counselor that he was finally starting to feel safe in who he was and safe in Laramie. Yeah. And so all these things were just going so well, which brings us. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. The night of October 7th, 1998. Mm -hmm. Yep. uh, Let's just all. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath because it's about to get real sad. Um, But there was a meeting at the college. Sorry. That's okay. Water break. Stay Uh hydrated, folks. Tap water, y'all. But there was a meeting at the college of, like, the LGBT group. Mm -hmm. um, And when it was finished, Matt didn't want to go home. Um, So he he went to have a drink at – but no one wanted to go with him. They were like, we're tired. It's like 10 p.m. We have Rude. class in the morning. I know. So he went You're to this. in cl- college. That's what I'm saying. Anyways. Rage. <laughs> That's what I did. Okay. I See, I wouldn't rage, but like, I'm good for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he went to this place called The Fireside, and he sat at the bar and drank by himself, which according to the bartender that night, Matt Galloway, that wasn't unusual for him, so Matt would always come in and kind of just, okay. like, have a drink at the bar, so have a beer like or something. like a regular? Yeah. Okay. It was, like, his little go-to place. Nice. Um, at around 11 p.m., um, the bartender noticed that Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson came into the restaurant. It was, like, a restaurant bar type of place. Okay. It wasn't, like, a gay bar or anything like that. It was just a standard bar. Okay. Um, and ordered a pitcher of beer, which they paid for with nickels and dimes. Excuse me. What year is this? 1998. There's cash currency at this point. And I'm pretty sure a pitcher of beer, like, how much is that? I don't know. Was that, like, a joke or something? Were they like, we have 100 nickels? Probably, because they're like, idiots. $5. This is my frat boy, like, Boo. stupid boys. You sound so awful. Uh, like, that, yeah. in a good way. <laughs> no, like, you did well. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just, like, the bartender said that they were, like, they came in in like dirty clothes like they just looked like local dudes like cake like punks got off getting, like a local yeah. punk vibe um but yeah so russell was kind of like a quiet guy he didn't he was much more of a follower not more like a leader and he like clung on to people okay um and he like for some reason really clung on tight to aaron who was just a bad seed he had many red-ins with the law for like little tiny things but like when you'll see later on, um, when, like, the p- prosecutors and the cops and stuff, like, find out who is who it is, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah, Aaron McK- like, duh. So. If, yeah. That's what's, that's what that's. The bad boy in the town. Yeah. But their story, this is what they claim mm-hmm. was the plan, mm-hmm. um, was they saw Matt at the bar alone and thought that he looked like he had some money and that he was gay um so their plan was to corner matt in the bathroom pretend to be gay to get him in there Mm -hmm. um rob him and that was it they were just planning on robbing him where it took a turn we don't really know okay in my brain it never was just going to be a robbery but um what we know is that matt was seen by the bartender leaving with Aaron and Russell okay. a couple like I don't know an hour later or something like that mm-hmm. they were all three leaving together and unfortunately that was the last time Matt the bartender and most people saw Matt Shepard alive mm-hmm. um apparently on October 7th was his guidance counselor whose name is Bert 
don't know if I or Walt Bolden. I don't know why I keep mm-hmm. calling to call him Bert. I think I actually wrote Bert in his in the notes here later, but his name is Walt. Walt. So if I ever say Bert, I mean Walt. Okay. Just For moving the just moving forward. Okay. Um Yeah. So sorry, sorry, Walt. Um, but apparently October seventh is his birthday. Walt's birthday, and he was obviously super close with Matt. Yeah. And but Walt doesn't like birthday celebrations, and Matt knows this, so he called him last minute. Was like, "Hey, like, let's cancel your birthday stuff tonight." I totally get it. And Walt's like, "Or what? Walt? 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 (laughs) What is wrong with me?" (laughs) Walt was like, "Yeah, totally, totally fine." But then you know he's now living with a lifetime of guilt because he instead of going out for his birthday, they went. He went by himself, and unfortunately, these things Mm. happened. Um, it's not your fault, Walt. It's not. I don't know if he's still alive. He is. Okay. It's um, not your fault, Walt. It's not your fault, Walt. He's definitely listening. Um, but in the... So, Russell was driving McKinney's truck, and Aaron McKinney was in the back with Matt and just started beating him up. And apparently in the car, um, McKinney said, made the statement, which is a direct quote from him, we're not gay, you're gonna get jacked. So... Um, so Matt started to beat, or Aaron started to beat up Matt and ask for his wallet, which Matt obviously gave over, like, with no hesitation, like, just take it. But they just, Mm -hmm. they didn't stop beating him. They just kept going and going and going. Um, and so then they drove to this very isolated part of Laramie around this prairie. It's a gorgeous area if, like, a horrific thing didn't happen there. Mm -hmm. Um, but they grabbed Matt and, like, drug him out of the truck. Um, there was an obvious struggle you can, like, the, um... The examiner just, you could said that he struggled and he fought mm-hmm. back. And his um, watch actually fell off of his wrist during the struggle. But Russell and McKinney tied Matt to the fence post and just continued to beat him some more with the butt of a gun. It was a three seventy five Magnum. If you know guns, that's the one. It's like a shotgun, so it has Jeez. like the big old at the end, I think. Yeah. Um, but there were a total 18 blows to Matt's head and his face. Um, he had four, he had four different skull fractures. Um, and the final blow, which is what eventually killed him, but he didn't kill him at the scene, um, was behind his right ear and the butt of the gun actually shattered his skull and crushed his brainstem. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then they just left him there tied to the post in October in Wyoming, which I looked and up the average bleeding. Yeah. Well, I looked up the average um, temperature mm-hmm. for 1998 October in Laramie, Wyoming, mm-hmm. and it was like 30 degrees. And he was there Jeez. for 18 hours by himself. Jesus. Um, yeah. And so he was found obviously still tied to the fence with dry blood all around his chest um, and his face. And the deputy. Ooh, this part always gets me. Um, the deputy that was first on the scene said that when she saw him, he just looked just disformed. Like, you, she could tell he was still alive, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, and her main thing was just to get him help, get him um, get him to a hospital. And just to kept, she just kept talking to him that she was there and that he wasn't alone anymore and that she was going to get him help. Um, and then she also mentioned, because there was so much blood on his face, but there were, like, two clean, like, streak marks from his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, tear marks down oh. his cheek. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's so sad. It's, ah! like, horrific. Yeah. Um, so he was taken to a hospital in Fort Collins, Colorado. 
um, which is where he was staying on life support. Um, but his parents were still in Saudi Arabia at the time. And so they got a call at 5 a.m. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they always – Matt always called them super early because of the time change, so they thought it was Matt. Oh. But when they answered it, it was the hospital being like, hey, your son Matt was in an awful accident. Like, you need to get here because we're not – we don't think he's going to make it. So they had to also sit down – um, well, his parents initially thought it was a car accident, so they were like, oh, crap, sure. like, let's just go. Right. And then <clears throat> his mom's sister called them and was, like, kind of talking to them about it, and they're like, his story's all over the news and all over the papers, and his dad's like, what are you talking about? It was just a car accident. And so then he had to, like, be told about what actually happened to him. Jeez. And obviously they were horrified. Um, and his parents also had to sit down with his little brother, Logan, who was his really good friend, mm-hmm. and warn him that his brother's not, probably not going to make it, and so they had to prepare him for that, which, like, a parent should never have to oh, do. No. Um, <clears throat> but, so they got there, um, and uh, it was just, the mom said it was just the worst day of her life, like, walking in and seeing her son like that, um... And they kind of knew that it wasn't, like, a robbery gone wrong. So Walt, our good old guidance counselor, made a point mm-hmm. to tell investigators that Matt was gay and that they should really seriously take a look at that because this wasn't just a robbery gone wrong. And he made, yeah. a, he made a point to say, you don't beat someone up that bad for $20. No. Like or you, you just meet don't. them outside the bar and, like, just punch him in the face and take get his wallet, wallet and go. leave. Yeah, no. And Walt also called all of his friends and neighboring cities, like Casper and, like, all these other places, Mm -hmm. and told them the story and told them to get the word out because he knew Laramie was just going to brush it over, say it was a robbery Mm -hmm. gone wrong, and no justice will ever be served, and no one's going to know what actually happened. These people aren't going to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it actually worked. Nice. Um, Way to go, Walt. I know. Walt's a... Walt, Walt, Walt. Um, but one morning, Walt said he was woken up by his phone ringing, and it was the Washington Post. Oh and gosh. he said after he finished talking with them, he hung up the phone, and then the phone immediately started ringing again, and it was like a similar situation, and it didn't stop for like two Whoa. weeks. And at this Dang. point, Matt was still on life support, so he was still okay. alive. So the whole nation okay. and the world was like, like hanging, hanging on. on with him. Like, uh, is he going to make it? Like, everyone was so captivated because we didn't really know exactly what happened, and we knew that he was gay and that he was tortured and found. No one right. really knew, so everyone was kind of like holding on to hope that this was good, that he was going to make it. Yeah. Um. And at this point, police were now searching for Aaron McKinney because they, he being the doofus that he is, the fucking idiot, told his girlfriend that, quote, he was pretty sure he killed a, insert gay slur that starts with an F, okay. here. Um, so word got around pretty quickly. Who was la- And everyone right. knew them because they were all locals. So right. everyone saw them leave the bar together. Like, right. it, didn't, it, it didn't take a mastermind to put two and two together. But they started, they eventually found Aaron. He was hiding in the apartment above the one that he lived in, like an idiot. Um, And they arrested him, and he eventually confessed, but he started by lying, being like, I don't know what happened, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But he eventually confessed to everything, and... I was just robbing him. I was just robbing him, just, it's fine. Um, But this is from a police transcript with McKinney, Mm -hmm. but the cop said... 
did you, did he ask you to stop? And McKinney said, well, yeah, he was getting the shit beat out of him. Wow. So, hmm. Anyway, um, Matt, so cut back to the hospital where Matt's still on life support. His dad has decided that he wanted to go back to, they have like a storage unit in Casper, which is where they're originally from, but they put a lot of their stuff there when they moved to Saudi Arabia. So he went back to the storage unit to kind of try to find some of Matt's belongings to bring back with him. Um, But the one thing that he really really wanted to find, but he couldn't, was Oscar, his bunny. But he couldn't find him, and he said... At the time, he was so upset because he was like, he would know Oscar. Like, if I brought him Oscar, he would know, yeah. and like it would wake him up, That's and we'd so be. Sweet. I know, um, but he eventually said that he thinks that that was God telling him that he needed to keep Oscar because it was a token, and it was just to remind him of the good days with with Matt before everything. Oh, whoo! Lord have mercy. His parents are literally like just like. The really sweet. definition of courageous. Like, they're just, oof, my God. Um, but they were also faced with the hardest decision of having to decide if they want to keep him on life support or take him right. off. Um, but they actually, his mom, Judy, actually asked, I literally put guidance counselor Bert. Why did I do that? Why do I think his name is Bert? I don't know. It's definitely Walt. It's definitely Walt. Oh, my gosh. But Judy actually asked Walt, um... To, and he said he remembers her asking him to go in and just kind of talk to Matt, like just say anything. And he said he remembers telling him to let go, that he won't be forgotten, that he's he is actually going to change the world like he always dreamed of. He's going to be famous. Everyone's going to know his face. Um, and that he said that he that he just needs he she, that he doesn't want him. To have to let his parents make this decision that he needs to do this on his own. Um, and so he did. And at 12.53 a.m. on October 12th, Matt Shepard succumbed to the wounds and passed away with his family by his side. Oh. So, yeah. Um, but this is not where the story ends, obviously. Uh, there was an outrage and a mourning all over the world of news it sparked riots and protests and it really opened the eyes and got people talking about uh hate crimes especially against the lgbtq community um and it just everyone was especially in like the the lgbtq community there was this obviously everyone was so sad and so heartbroken but there was also a little bit of hope mixed in with the pain that like would this be the incident that would you know, like, make lawmakers change their mind? Would it would it produce right, change? Right, like really putting everything in the spotlight. Yeah. Would it change the mind? Would something good come out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was a, I think there was like a public, I don't really know exactly what it is, but there was like a public um, memorial where mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres spoke at it. Um, I think Christy Alley spoke at it. A lot of people spoke wow. at it. Yeah. Um, and lots of people showed up for it. And Bill Clinton spoke about it in a a press conference, which was super, like, like a ton of people spoke out about it. Um, But guidance counselor Walt Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. made a point to say Matt wasn't the only person killed. He was one of 33 that got killed that year of gay people that got murdered from hate crimes. Wow. That you know of. That you know of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, this isn't a new thing. Right. Um, But it did, it sparked a movement. Um, Matt's funeral was... 
hosted and met by a ton of anti-K protesters. Protesters? <laughs> I think I had protesters. a stroke. Protesters. You know, Westboro Baptist, they were there. Um, but they were also there with counter-protesters. If you remember Good. her his friend Romaine, mm-hmm. they, she, and a big, she got a big group of people and they're all dressed in white with like wings and stuff and they made a circle around the rest Westboro Baptist people. Oh, cool. So, and they're all wearing like bulletproof vests and all this stuff. And it's like, you're not going to ruin this. So that's she did neat. some pretty cool things. Um, I feel like that's literally like the lowest thing to do mm-hmm. at like somebody is burying someone that they love. Yeah. And you're going to choose that time to like, People, I like, there's always protest, like, if yeah. someone's death is controversial. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's like, is that really, is that really the time or place? Like, regard, like, can you put opinions and emotions aside and just, like, respect people's privacy right now? You would think, the right? The very, very least. The very least. Like, it's that's just... so terrible. Well, I'm glad <sighs> Romaine found out. Yes. Um made a circle. But it was just like, I don't, like, there's, yeah, you just have to watch this documentary. It's so good. I, I will. It's so good. Um, but, like, they talk. The, it's just, like, the things that people are shouting. I'm like, you don't even know him. Right. Like, if you knew Matt. The thing is, I forget who said it. But the thing is, it's like someone's like, there is not a person in America that could look at Matt and be like, that couldn't be my kid. Conservative, liberal, gay, mm-hmm. straight, nothing like Mm -hmm. you could look at matt and be like oh that's a good kid that could be my kid that could be my son that could have been my son strung up on a fence post beaten half to death like there's just like oh it just makes me so mad regardless of who you are nobody deserves that exactly like oh god and anyway but they were also met with anti-protesters um so yeah that's that on that um so McKinney and Henderson were initially arrested for attempted murder, robbery, and kidnapping. Mm-hmm. But after Matt passed, obviously the char- the charges were changed to first degree murder, um, which which led or immediately puts the death penalty on the table. Okay. Um, and they also tried to they attempted the gay panic defense. Do you know what that is? No. It's so stupid. It's basically where they were like, oh well, Matt was flirting and, and made a pass at Aaron. He just didn't know what to do, so he just, like, lashed out. It's not Aaron's fault that he killed Matt. Like, Matt was gay and, like, did all this stuff. It's just stupid. What? Yeah. How's that even a thing? I, um, I don't know. But because of Matt's parents, um, they actually went and fought for... Uh, McKinney and Henderson to not get the death penalty. They said that mm-hmm. when you we're gonna give you life for the life that you taken from that you took from us. Mm-hmm. So every Christmas that you're alive, know that Matt isn't. For every holiday, for every birthday, for every celebration that you have, mm-hmm. remember that our son doesn't get that. Yeah. So whenever you are thankful for your life, you thank Matt. And there's just this whole thing. And so they all so both of them got a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Um, so obviously this story has inspired so many things, um, including the, uh, Matthew Shepard Foundation, which I kind of, I wanted to read their mission statement to you because I could explain what it is, but I feel like it would just be best to read their mission statement if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but the Matthew Shepard Foundation's mission is to amplify the story of Matthew Shepard and inspire individuals, organizations, and communities to embrace the dignity of equality of all people through local, regional, and national outreach. We empower individuals to find their voice to create change, challenge communities to identify and, and address hate that lives within our schools, neighborhoods, and homes. Our work is an, is an extension of Matt's passion to foster a more caring and just world. We share his story and embody his vigor for civil rights and change the hearts of and minds of others to accept everyone as they are. Mm -hmm. um, but it also, I, I know, it actually also helped pass the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act in 2009. And James Byrd Jr., he is an African-American man who was killed by three white supremacists. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, the two different types of hate. I think yeah, that's super cool. That's neat. But like I said, also hope opens the conversation about um, hate crimes against people in the LGBT community and yeah. and hate crimes in general. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, it just opens the mind for everything. Um, but yeah, and also inspired the many like uh, books and plays and music not musicals, um, movies. Mm -hmm. But the most popular one is the Laramie Project, which is based on his life story. Oh, okay. Um, but let me. I'm just going to close with, with this okay. off of his website as well. Um, the life and death of Matthew Shepard changed the way we talk and deal with hate in America. Since his death, Matt's legacy has changed and inspired millions of individuals to erase hate in all forms. Although Matt's life was short, his story continues to have great impact on young and old alike. His legacy lives in, on in thousands of people who actively fight against hate with understanding, compassion, and acceptance. Wow. So that is the story of Matthew Shepard. Oh, that's like, I have so many emotions. I told you. And I don't even like know. Oh. But, um. You have to watch the documentary because the videos, the whole movies that they have. It's yeah. just crazy. No, I'll definitely watch that. It's, so it's just, it's always so interesting to me, like all the little, like the way that people's lives are, are woven together, no matter like how tragic it may end. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that he had Walt from like a very young age as like a mentor throughout like his whole life and mm -hmm. that like Walt never left him and to have such like beautiful supportive parents that I are know. just so amazing. <laughs> and uh, that like, I just like, I can't imagine I know. like that last night. I, oh my god! Like, I that's know. Just so I'm sh I'm horrific. bringing up the um the picture of the fence right now. Hold on, let me find the right one. Ugh. But yeah, I know a lot of people. That's like one of the main things. Um, they're like, what he was he was by himself. He was scared. He was cold. Like, right. Uh, he was dying. Like it's just how could so you just sad. like beat someone like to that point? I know. So this was the post that he was And it had, to. like, and then I'm, like, also thinking, like, that had to just be him, like, going back, like, flashback to Morocco. A hundred percent. Like. A hundred percent. But then uh, it's, like, the Morocco thing, like, if that didn't happen to him, would, a lot of people said the things that made him so amazing as a human made him a perfect target. So, like. Well, sure, because you're so, like, loving and nice, kind. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, so that's the fence that he was attached to, and he was like right down here in the corner. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's awful. really sad, really really sad. 
Well, thank you for sharing his story. Yeah, and... What a way to kick off June. Happy Pride Month, everybody. That's right. (laughs) Hopefully next week, um, or next week, the week after, we'll be a little bit more happy, but we'll see. Okay, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about, like, Studio 54 or something like that. Okay, okay. Drugs and dancing in the 80s. the 70s. Lighten it up just just a little bit. Just a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. But I think that's a great... I mean, it explains, like, why do you need, like, Pride Month? Like, Mm -hmm. it it needs to be, like, I mean, if you wait till the end of June, I can kind of tell you the origin of Pride Month. I mean, that'd be dope. All right, cool. I can do that. Yeah. No, but I think it just, like, because I think some people, especially, like, if you do live in, like, a city like Atlanta where it's, like, you don't blink twice or really, like, think about it. Yeah. But, like, there are still areas of the world where it's very much, like, shunned and still, like, taboo. And mm-hmm. even, like, places, like, around our older generations are still, like, not on board with it at all. Yeah. Um. So, it's just, it's really important. So, I'm glad you're talking about it. Hey. That's what I do. <laughs> hey. Do I- well, thanks, Lemon. You're welcome. Blood orange. Blood orange. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why my throat hurts. Because I've been talking like blood orange too much. How often are you talking? Blood orange! How often are you talking blood orange? Oh, like at least 10 times a day. I like to introduce myself as blood orange. <laughs> Thank you, know? you for calling the doctor's office. This is blood orange. <laughs> How can I help you? How can as I help you? Blood orange! Blood orange! How can I help you? Hi. Yeah. And people walk in, I'm blood orange! What do you, we have to close you your eyes, today? too. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, really, it's really hard. Blood orange. <laughs> yeah. I'm blood orange. <laughs> like, what's scarier? Eyes open or eyes closed? Open for sure. Yeah, right. So close your eyes. 100%. That's the way to go. Way to go. That's right. All right. Well, friends, if you want to follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you can at Are You Serial Podcast. Um, you can follow me at Sav Shafe. Kelsey, where can they follow you? You can follow me at Kelsey underscore Rose underscore Wall. Yes, ma'am. And be sure to tune in next week for more stories that'll make you say, uh, are, are you serious? God, we're getting so good at that. So good.